Hey, everybody, this is Kamara McHale, and welcome to episode number 12 of Conversations with Kamara, the podcast. Thank you all so much for being here. Oh my gosh, I'm back in the studio today. It's been a while, and uh, just wanted to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, and back in 2005, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder, acute anxiety disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder. And when I was initially diagnosed, I knew that I needed professional help. So for those who will be following um, along, the name of my book is Kept My Enemy Closer, and it's the true story of my 14-year battle with depression. So what I do, I take little excerpts from my book, and then I literally, for the podcast, I just start talking. So that is exactly what I'm going to do today. So um, my book is in descending order. So when I say I'm on chapter 57, you didn't miss anything, only a couple episodes because my book is in descending order. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is uh, read like a paragraph and then just kind of go from there. So it says, um, on or about mid-April of 2017, Kyle and I knew knew that um, our lease would be expiring. So we had to consider what our next move was. So that was literal. We literally had to find a place to live and uh, and, and go rent something when we uh, lost our house. So anyways, I knew the entire time, I don't care what we did. I don't care uh, if we had a good time, if I finally laughed or whatever with him after I found out about his affair, I knew that I was going to leave him. There was nothing uh, in me that told me otherwise. You know, and, you know, people that told me like, well, you know what, what if he, what if you forgive him and, you know, he makes things right. And I'm like, I know me. I literally, like I said, in a couple episodes back, I literally would not be able to uh, forgive him. And if at some point in my life that I would forgive him, I would never let him know it. So I don't want nobody getting upset with me saying, oh, you know, the Lord wants us to forgive you go through somebody else's life and some stuff that they've gone through, you know what the right thing is that you, you know, you have to forgive, but you cannot give a person a timeline because that is between them, God, their mind, everything that they go through, that that's that's them personally. So with me, you know, people can say, oh, I wish you had worked on. Well, you know, I'm not you and I'm not going to stay with somebody who um, blatantly cheated on me. So anyways, so um, we were going to be moving. Um, He has uh, Kyle through his insurance. He had um, uh, EAP employee assistance program. So anyways, uh, you know, we decided we're going to go to counseling. And even though, you know, we went to counseling, I was up front with him. I'm like, I know that I can't deal with you cheating. So I I know I'm going to divorce you. So anyways, we went to the uh, therapist. She was an older lady. A really nice. She had a lot of credentials. So we're sitting in there with her and, you know, she started to ask some questions. So she was like, you know, how long were you all together? We were like, oh, since 2010, got married in 2011. Then she started asking like, um, you know, how did we get to this point in our relationship? And so, you know, of course he didn't want to say it. And I was like, you know, he had an affair with his best friend's wife and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think at that point, I'm not crying. I'm like really just mad. I'm just really pissed off. So um, I uh, I found out before um, he was, right before I knew he was cheating, that, you know, there were some medical issues that would warrant him to get a prescription for, for ED. And I'm just being honest, it, you know, we're all adults. So anyways, uh, when he told me, 
that, you know, he had that issue, you know, that's my husband. I'm like, you know, babe, I'm there with you. I'm for you. You know, you can go to the doctor. I'll be there with you. That, you know, this does not define our entire uh, marriage. So I was like, you know, let's, 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 you know, get you some help and stuff. So anyways, uh, he went to the doctor. He got his own prescription of, you know, for, for ED um, medication. He got it. But little did I know now that I didn't know at the time that, you know, he had had this affair some months ago. So anyways, we're in the therapist's office. Um, she, you know, started talking. She said, well, how are your issues, you know, with, um, you know, your sexual relationship, your marriage? And, you know, we're like, I said, well, you know, it's fine. I said, there, you know, are some issues he's going through, but, you know, he's, uh, he's uh, got medication. So for some reason, I don't know what layer was pilt. Uh, peeled back, but we ended up talking about, I, I found out that he had actually gotten somebody else's medication. And I'm like, first of all, you have a doctor and good insurance. Like, why would you even do that? So when, by the time he went and got the insurance, I'm sorry, got the medicine from his insurance. So in, in this meeting, in the counseling session, the lady goes, well, when did you get the medication? And he was like, you know, whatever time he got it. So the lady was like, well, how were you able to sleep with the woman that you had the affair with? And he was like, he said, I took one. So she's looking like, what? So then I was like, what? I found out that he took somebody else's medicine so that he could have sex with her. So if you think that that therapist was surprised, I completely lost my mind. So I'm just like yelling at him. And, you know, at first she had said, you know, no yelling, no crosstalk, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, I completely lost it. She told me, she said, I'm going to have to (laughs) ask you to leave if you don't calm down. And even though, you know, I, I heard her, I already knew that I was done And all I have to say is after that, I picked up my purse. I was like, I'm done. I told her, thank you, but, you know, I can't do this. I told him, you know, even though we were still in the same house, I was like, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So, um, I had already started, you know, thinking about my, my escape, you know, my plan. Um, so before I actually, um, moved out, I remember, I had gone to um, a jazz gala. A friend of mine at the time, she, uh, you know, gave me a ticket and we went, had a really good time. Now, during this time, Kyle was supposed to be really working on getting himself together and, you know, fixing what was wrong in our relationship between the two of us and, you know, why he decided to, you know, to leave and and cheat. So when I talk about um, chapter 57, uh, batter up, Okay, so I gone to the to the jazz gala, came home. Kyle was downstairs, uh, laying on the couch or whatever in the uh, in the family room. So I come in, he's asleep, and I'm like, I had already told him, you know, that he didn't have to come to the jazz gala because you know he worked the overnight shift. So I'm like, no, you just get you some rest. So people, you know, would tell me they're like, oh my god, you know, you trusted him to not do anything, and I was like. You know, it's in my audiobook. I was not on anti-cheat patrol. He's a grown man. I can't, I am not gonna be a detective in a relationship. 
So anyways, like I said, went to Jazz Gala, came home. He's, uh, you know, laying down. He's completely asleep. And I see a chair, one of the dining room chairs that he's, you know, drugged maybe five feet over. And it's facing where he's sleeping at in the family room. And I'm thinking to myself, well, why is there a, why did he take one dining room chair and put it next to him facing, you know, the, the living room, like the back of the, the dining room or whatever? So I'm like, okay. So I still have on my gown and I go in the kitchen and to get some water. And when I was uh, coming in the family room from, from the kitchen, I noticed a um, his phone and the, the phone charger. And something just said, get his phone. Okay. I got his phone. I had taken off my heels. I sat down and I opened his phone and we have ne- we had never in our relationship, you know, when we were engaged or whatever and married, we never had locks on our phones because, you know, like why? I didn't just like go through his phone except for that day. So I got his phone. I sat down in my gown. I was still all made up and everything. And I just looked and I saw pictures of his uh, private area. And I was just like, what the crap? Like, what on earth is going on? And then I'm like scrolling down more and I'm like, and then I recognized the dining room chair. So he was physically, literally sitting in the dining room chair with no clothes on, taking pictures of his private areas. So my heart's racing out of my chest, even though I already know the worst of it that, you know, he's cheated. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm looking and I'm like, okay, but by that time I'm like in panic, panic mode, but I'm quiet. I'm just like, like, let me get my thoughts together. And I'm thinking if he took these pictures, he's sending them to somebody. They have to be going to somebody. So I started looking, I looked in his text messages, nothing, nothing. And then I was like, Facebook. So then I went into his Facebook messenger. And when I tell you, I felt like I had been punched in the stomach all over again. He was sending these pictures to this older Caucasian lady who looked like she had to be 60 something years old. And I'm like so shocked. So there are pictures of what he sent her and then what she sent him. And I'm just like, what in the craziness is this crap? So by that time I had seen enough and I was like, Kyle. And he just woke up and he knew even though he was asleep for me to talk to him like that, I must've found some pictures or something in his phone. I completely lost it on him. He came over and he snatched his phone out of my hand. And, you know, it sounds childish and, you know, not petty because it's, you know, it was really a big deal, but you, you put yourself in those situations. You are not going to handle it. Like, oh, those are just some pictures. He's just sending it, you know, to this old lady who looked like a, in the book, I tell her she looks like a old lunchroom lady. I mean, wrinkled up. She's like this old, old, not attractive, horrible looking lady. Like she, she looked like she could actually like be on drugs or something. So they're just like back and forth with their pictures. So by that time, like I said, he jumped up, he looked, he saw, you know, I had taken his phone off the charger and he comes over there to me and he's like, we're fighting over his phone back and forth from the family room. And I've never had a relationship like this. I have never had a relationship where I had to put my hands on somebody. But I did. I was like, you know, trying to push him away because he was a pretty big guy. Push him away, you know, keep the phone. And I'm like cussing at him. I'm like, oh, you this and that. 
And then we get over, we scuffle over, scuffle over to um to the to the actually dining room. So I we bypassed where I was sitting on the couch. We bypassed where he was asleep in the family room. And we bypassed that black chair from the dining room. So we're like past the dining room over to the kitchen. We're going back and forth. I'm cussing at him. I'm pushing him back. I'm just so mad. I'm outraged. I'm loud. I'm screaming. I'm cussing. Now, Jeff is not a, a, a yeller person. You know, I was because I was so mad. So he's like yelling. He was like, give me my phone. Blah, 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 blah. What are you doing to my phone? And I'm really just calling him every name in the book and still trying to get the phone. So, of course, he's a big guy. He's able to snatch his phone out of my hand. And what do you think he, he did with it? He looked at the tile in the kitchen floor and bam, he smashed his phone and it broke everywhere. It was nothing to piece together. And literally, I was like pushing him. I, I literally felt like I was going to take his head off. So he was restraining me. So he was like, I'm going to, you know, uh, you know, you got to calm down. And I was like, I, I didn't want to hear that. So I was just cussing and stuff. So by that time, of course, we're both in the kitchen. He uh, smashed his phone on the tile and I'm standing there and I'm thirsty. I'm like really, really thirsty. So I reach in the refrigerator and I get a bottle of uh, like half frozen water. So I get it out. I'm standing there. I take the top off and throw it down. Everything is dramatic because I'm so mad. His phone is smashed. So then for some reason, I'm drinking the water and I just kind of look over across and it was uh, his 73 inch TV. And I was like, hmm. So I grabbed a frozen bottle of water out of the refrigerator. And to me, it was like it was in slow motion. Literally, I looked at his TV and I you thought I was a baseball player. I um, stood back and, you know, used my right hand and threw the uh, the bottle of frozen iced water, and it landed inside the screen of the TV. By that time, he was livid. He was screaming. Do you think I care? Nope. I got another one. So he's literally like trying to um, go in front of the TV to stop me from throwing another uh, thing. of. So I threw it. That one landed in the TV too. He was mad. And he was like, I'm going to call the police. And I was like, I don't care. I do know a little bit, little bit about the law. You can't, uh, as I understand, you can't go to jail for messing up your own stuff in your own house. <laughs> so I told him, I was like, you dumb so-and-so. I was like, I can't go to jail for, you know, uh, ruining my own stuff or shit or whatever I said. I was so mad. And literally right after that, I had that thought again. I snatched another water and I went and uh, lived in a two-story house. So I snatched the water, ran, beat him up the stairs, and I uh, he has a, had a man cave. So I tried to do the same thing, but that TV was newer and it was sturdier. So it literally just hit the screen and fell. So anyways, he's like screaming at me and I'm like up in his face and he's trying to just like, um, I had like um, uh, circles on my arm that were like green and purple uh, because of me literally like going in on him over the past uh, couple weeks and him literally just trying to restrain me. So it's like I got all these circles, but he he only did that, did that to me because he was trying to refrain me. So 
um, you know, when he was like, uh, you know, I'm going to call the police, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, go ahead. And I'm cussing and carrying on. So he goes, he was like, I'm calling the police now. So I can literally hear him, you know, on the phone. And he's like, I need somebody to come. And he's giving the address and stuff. I literally just sat in the family room. I I didn't care. Did I want to go to jail? No, but it, I, I didn't care. I was just so done. And, um, you know, I could hear... Um, the police in the garage, they sure did come. It was it was two cops. One was uh, outside talking to him, and another one, um, he told them to come in the house. So I didn't know at first that the second um, uh, sheriff's deputy was, uh, you know, like right there um, past the foyer, and he could see me. I was just sitting down in like a blank stare looking across the room. My mind was just pretty much gone. And uh, when I just happened to see out of my peripheral vision, the sheriff deputy was like, oh, it's like he could see the water bottles in the um, in the TV. So anyways, uh, you know, they didn't take us off the jail, but they did ask me, you know, how did you get, did he do that? And I was like, no, you know, he was uh, re- trying to refrain, re- you know, keep me off of him. So it was actually a, a protective um, that he, you know, it was protection for, for him from me. And, uh, you know, even after the fact, people that say, girl, I would have said that he did that. I'm like, but he didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't. Do, he did it to me, but only to protect himself. So anyways, that was some of the craziness that I went through um, in chapter fi- uh, 57 called Batter Up because I was really like a, a baseball player with uh, throwing ice water in the TVs. But anyways, uh, that that was crazy. I'm glad to be out of that. Um, and of course, I left him. Uh, shortly uh, thereafter, you know, and I'll talk about that later. But anyways, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad to be back. It's back to where it's in level flow. Um, So conversations with Kamara, conversations with a K, conversations with Kamara, K-A-M-A-R-A dot com. That's my podcast, my website. Everything's there. If you want to buy my book, you can go to Amazon.com and it's called Kept My Enemy Closer by Kamara Mikkel. Thank you all so much and have an absolutely wonderful day.